0: the Adam Gase Jets who's expected to stick around in 2020. Ugh, poor lads.
1: It's to one stop shop for news, news, and overreactions to all things NFL. It's uh, Christmas time, so we're recording this in the morning of Christmas Eve with uh, lots to catch up on and just figuring out
0: who's going to make the playoffs and awesome,
1: who. Good night, we got Connor here and we got Fitz. Hello. How are you getting on Fitz? We're both in Ireland?
0: Yes, yes, though. You know, by uh, public transport, which we're both relying on for different reasons at the moment, uh, it might as well be on the moon. Uh. <laughs> I do you know? Whenever you say it that way, it
1: sounds like we're both like banned from driving, from killing people or something.
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't know what you're driving to like recently. Well, I'm back
1: on. To, I'm driving a car up around here now. I picked one up, oh, yeah. up here, so uh, flying around, just getting used to it, driving a different car than I normally am. Uh, no, it's good. Just good fun. And the weather's not too bad, actually, so it's, uh, it, it's okay. What about yourself anyway? How's, how's the family? How's everything down there?
0: Ah, uh, quiet enough. Just, uh, getting through some junk food, just helping out, cleaning out before Christmas, helping with the turkey and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, so, good. yeah, Christmas and cabin are pretty quiet, but, uh, at least the, uh, audio recording should be fairly okay because, uh, on my end, we got that super fast. Fibre to the House
1: Broadband. Pretty sweet. We, we do not have that, so I'm currently sat on my own down the bottom room, trying to be as close to the router as I possibly can, <laughs> and hoping that everyone else stays asleep for another half hour so we can at least get some of this done before it starts to slow down. So let's also fly in and have a look at some of the news. A couple of injuries around the league. Seattle running back Chris Carson has gone for the season with a hip injury. Uh, CJ Proseis has broken his arm and he's gone for the season. Dwayne Brown, the offensive tackle, has done his and He's gone for two to three weeks. And there's now rumours about. It. Now, has this happened? I just heard the rumours about it overnight.
0: Been Confirmed
1: overnight. Alshon Lynch is uh, is back in the what is it like the the navy in lime green? Is that how you refer to your uniform?
0: Uh, well, fluorescent green is what fans get really get really get hyped about, you know.
1: Yeah, and uh, Robert Turbin. So, uh, uh, go go going back to the well, as they'd say, for your running back woes.
0: Yeah, like that. I think that's probably an accurate assessment. Uh, like Chris Carson's obviously had another good season. I think he's been over a thousand yards. They obviously lost their kind of primary backup and someone who probably is someone they look as their future starter, Rashad Penny, a few weeks ago. And then they lose their third string running back, CJ ProSize, who to be honest hasn't been that good for many years at this point. Obviously, they also lose their left tackle for a little bit, probably for at least the first round of the playoffs. Um, so that's obviously a bit of an issue so obviously they're in a very big hole at running back and the very big run- hole at running back basically means you have to go on the free agent market Uh and in this case they decided to go to Marshawn Lynch and like look Marshawn Lynch he hasn't played since last year in Oakland after his injury actually in the Seattle game Um but to fair over you know, his two seasons in Oakland he looked pretty good he did he still looked to get a bit of juice left and one just has to wonder how much conditioning he's been doing in the off-season. But Marshawn seems like one of these guys who just works out for fun, kind of like, and just kind of is, should be interesting. Uh, like, I wouldn't really say he's as likely to go over 100 yards against San Francisco in Week 17, but, you know, if they can get some production out of him alongside whoever they have left in the building, like uh, Travis Homer, they'll be pretty happy with that. Um But, yeah, it's it's definitely a downgrade unless we see some... Lynch magic, but you know, mm-hmm. as a Seattle fan, uh, you know, since uh, 2011 or so, it's obviously a, a bit nostalgic for this uh, holiday season to see <laughs> Marshawn Lynch back in the uniform. And you never know with him, there's always a little bit of magic in those feet and in that mind. And uh, mm-hmm. he'll be chewing down those skittles for the next few weeks. Yeah.
1: Pittsburgh have some injuries as well. Running back James Connor has got a quad injury. We don't have full details, but people expect he'll be gone for the rest of the season. And, uh, Mason Rudolph has injured his shoulder and he's gone for the rest of the season. So it just means, you know, Duck Hodgins staying there, which we expected anyway. He's been playing better than Mason Rudolph did. Uh, but we don't know what they're going to do at running back. And, uh, as we'll get to in the, in the kind of, uh, match predictor playoff implications, it might not matter depending on what some of the results are, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Obviously it's going to hurt them. They've been leaning on the running game a lot with the backup running backs.
0: Yeah. Back- like a- I think when you put the running back before the quarterback, that gives an indication of, of, of where this team is at. Like Mason Rudolph was pulled into this week's game. That's how he got injured <laughs> because Doug Hodges had just thrown two interceptions early in, in their week 16 game against the Jets. Um, and he looked okay, but we know over the course of several games that he's not exactly looking like a, a future Hall of Famer by any stretch. Uh, but now they're basically stuck with Doug Hodges. Uh, I think Paxton Lynch is their other quarterback on the roster right now. Um, so yeah, like it's not a, not a, not a Merry Christmas in, uh, in Pittsburgh right now. But they say James Connor, he had looked pretty good when he came back on, but this season again and again and again, he's just got hurt. He hasn't been able to play healthy. We know he's a great running back when he can stay healthy, but at the moment that's just not true. So they're going to have to rely on the continued combination of people like Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels who have flashed at times. But certainly just don't have that consistent production, both in the run game and in the past game that James Conner was bringing earlier in the season.
1: No, of course. Uh, Houston have lost their wide receiver, Will Fuller, with a groin injury for two to three weeks. Uh, and it'll have a knock on them because they kind of need the multiple weapons out there, particularly with how long they tend to hold the ball on offense. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they they're going to feel that, um, Philly lost quarterback Ronald Darby for a few weeks and Baltimore have, uh, Running back Mark Ingram with a calf strain, so we'd hope to be maybe only missing a week or two. But uh, like they, they're they're presumably resting their starters anyway. So yeah.
0: So uh, John Harbaugh uh, in his press conference has said that Mark Ingram would, would would was being rested in week seventeen. Likely would have been rested regardless due to the injury. Uh, but he's confirmed already that Lamar Jackson, their quarterback. Uh, Marshall Yanda, probably their best defensive lineman, and Errol Thomas, uh, their star safety, are all being rested in week 17. But I expect that many other of their starters will be on pitch counts, um, or maybe pulled basically under the radar, like Mark Andrews and and similar. Um, but right now, Mark Ingram and those three are the four, the four that are confirmed. Obviously, with Pittsburgh having playoff implications against them in a divisional matchup in week 17, could be, could make a big difference. But given how bad Pittsburgh are, they might just beat them anyway.
1: Um, we have a couple of injuries to non-playoff teams. Arizona quarterback of Murray has a hamstring injury, so we don't know what the story is with him. Dwayne Haskins is has injured his ankle, so he's gone for the season. And Cincinnati have finally given up on the dream of A.J. Green playing and have put him on IR with uh, a week to go.
0: Yeah, so, just uh, a few, few young quarterbacks, obviously rookie quarterbacks, who, you know, they wanted to get as much tape as they can and, and are now either definitely or likely to be out. And then, yeah, the A.J. Green thing... We could have a whole story about that, but just to say that Cincinnati, you fucked it up. Like, this is just ridiculous. And, uh, to all the people who held on to AJ Green to week six, to their fantasy final, uh, somehow got there. Uh, yeah, he, he is finally confirmed that that was an entirely pointless endeavor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, but Jacksonville Jaguars have decided they're not happy with what they've been seeing, uh, on the field for the last year. It took them a while to get there, but yeah. Uh, they fired their VP for Football Operations, Tom Coffin, essentially their the their, their general manager. They were apparently planning to shit-can him at the end of the season, but given, I think we mentioned last week, that there was a ton of NFL Player Association complaints coming in about him. I think it was like a quarter of all grievances were against the, the Jags. Um, So they were like finding players for stuff. They were uh enforcing that they had to be on site for treatments and things like that that they didn't have to be. Uh so basically Shad Khan, who's the owner, had to move fairly decisively. So he's fired Tom Coughlin, which now I think kills the rumors that were swirling that they were going to move Tom Coughlin into the head coaching role uh after this season. So um yeah, it makes sense like for all the stories that are coming out, you can't really have that guy in as your uh as your, you know, guy in charge if he doesn't know how the basic regulations of what they can and can't ask them to do work
0: yeah like i think the the reports or, or the statement from shad khan indicated that he was planning to to basically fire him anyway and i think this is kind of uh something putting the hand out um to the players and basically saying i hear you like given the grievances that have even recently especially recently come out against the team and which by all accounts, people are saying was at Tom Coughlin's hands. This was Tom Coughlin saying, Oh, you come into the, you come into this facility and you only deal with our doctors and you train hard and all the other kind of backwards bullshit that we'd expect from Tom Coughlin. Um, I think Shad Khan made this move because the players are going to be there or at least some of the players are going to be there next season and you still have to deal with them. Um, so I think this is kind of a peace offering to those players, uh, and at the cost of basically, uh, a little bit of a shit on the head. Of obviously a team legend. Obviously, Tom Coughlin, um, was the coach when the Jacksonville Jaguars came into existence and led them to a lot of relative success for a, a new franchise back then. Um, but I think given how bad things have been on the pitch, given how bad things have been in terms of on the field discipline and in terms of off the field grievances by the NFLPA and players, um, this is not an unsurprising move. No, um, but no. I suppose just a sad end for Tom Coughlin and Jacksonville. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Seattle defensive tackle Al Woods has been suspended for four games because of the PED policy. Um, I don't really was he was he doing a lot for you guys? He yeah,
0: is so he so he would have been probably the third defensive tackle on the team. Um, more of a run stuffer alongside Puna Ford, but I think he, sort of he yeah he he never really would have been like an elite level player. But if you just wanted a big guy in the middle. Um, he was very, very effective that his DVOA against the run game was pretty good. Um, so I think for a co-head coach like Seattle, like P. Carroll in Seattle, uh, that is valued. But yeah, he was just kind of the, the big guy on campus for lack of a better term. And every team has one of those knocking about whether they're starting or not. And he was, he's a bit of a loss, uh, this late in the season to, to not have that at the moment.
1: No, of course. Another bits of news, some fun ones. New Orleans wide receiver Michael Thomas has broken the all-time season receptions list. Uh, Marvin Harrison held it beforehand with a hundred and forty-three. So Thomas has now caught a hundred and forty-five passes this year, and has a game left to go as well. So, uh, yeah, it's just incredibly productive.
0: Yeah, also you know an indication of how threadbare um, New Orleans' <laughs> <laughs> weapons are. But Drew Brees loves his Michael Thomas, and no matter how covered he is, um, Sean Payton and Drew Brees always seem to find to get the ball to him. Like obviously, with this many receptions, you're you may be getting a few less explosive plays, but I think Michael Thomas is right now probably one of the best short to medium receivers in the NFL. He can do long as well, of course, but you know just in terms of someone that you can trust who will get possession, who will move the chains, there is no one better in football right now than Michael Thomas. And it's going to be a hell of a fight uh for Offensive Planet Player of the Year between him and Christian McCaffrey. I think with this record-setting performance. I'd probably give Michael Thomas the edge right now for Offensive Player of the Year. Obviously, Lamar is going to win the MVP. um, But, uh, yeah, just an amazing achievement for him. And, uh, yeah, for for New Orleans, they have meaningful football this week. So we expect that Michael Thomas will get his usual five to ten receptions to uh, make this record even more difficult to defeat in the future.
1: Of course, Philly running back Darren Sproles has said he's going to retire the season. This is very much expected, I think. We were actually expecting him to retire last year, weren't we? And then he said he'd actually... Yeah, come back right.
0: He's gone back and forth. Obviously, with um, Miles Sanders showing some RB1 hype in the late season, um, he's been really good over the last month or so. Boston Scott kind of being a scat back who's shown some promise in recent weeks. I think Philly are settling on what will probably be their future tandem there. Maybe Jordan Howard sticks around for another year or two, but... Uh, yeah I think Darren Sproles I think he wanted to play for Philly not really anyone else maybe New Orleans you go back there but uh yeah I think for him he's happy enough he's had a great career he's come back from injury several times and for him he could be very happy that you know for someone who had uh certain uh physical limitations he's made a you know absolutely stunning career out of it and uh, we wish him all the best in future endeavors
1: yeah no of course uh and yeah the only other thing and we'll have to do a big off-season thing on this but uh
0: Pro Bowl was announced. Pro Bowl hype, baby.
1: Pro Bowl hype. Yeah. Uh, got our rosters out. I've been combing through them. Are you, are you preferring the AFC or the NFC? Uh,
0: NFC, of course, you know, uh, given the, uh, respective fan base here thing, uh, I think we, uh, we take AFC, NFC. Uh, like, you know, a few snubs. I thought, like, uh, maybe some love for Tyron Matthew in KC. I thought he's had a really uh, good year. I mean, I um, been, uh, but, in actuality, one of the ones I thought was strangest was not even a snub. It's just that Dalvin Cook got more votes than Christian McCaffrey for running back in the NFC. Like, I <laughs> love Dalvin Cook. He's great. Like, I'll see better than... Yeah, Caffrey. Christian McCaffrey is, like, absolutely ridiculous. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. But, uh yeah, like, there's a few people you could argue could be there, but uh I think more or less the rosters were correct, and that's what we want. We want the two best teams in the NFL to play each other on the pre-Super Bowl weekend. Give us the best game of football of the year. That's what we're expecting. That's what we'll get.
1: Morgan Cox, the Ravens long snapper. I
0: think the long snappers are the one that's uh, picked by committee, is it not?
1: Something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. They, they, (laughs) they, they, They do that. And I think, yeah, I think there's two that they select by committee instead. But yeah. No, no, it's good. It's a nice, nice looking list here. Um, yeah, good stuff. Six, I think. Is it six Chiefs made it onto the list?
0: So yeah, like I think the Chiefs, I think everyone in the AFC got a little bit banged by the uh, Ravens' love in the end. But uh
1: Chiefs and Ravens are dominating most of these teams. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice, nice setup. Should make for a fun game. Uh The only problem is obviously you know a lot of these players aren't going to be there because they have to go and play the super fucking Super Bowl instead. So, <sighs> uh, still the greatest game in the in the in the league calendar. But yeah, okay, we'll move on. We'll have a look at the games from last week you should let tampa bay 23 to 20 uh ugly ass win with five turnovers three interceptions early on um yeah this was just a difficult one to gauge like at the halftime we were tied at 17 17 we had the constant um like surprise of like James winston is he going to be the guy who wins you a tough game is he going to the guy he's going to cost you the game entirely so he had what, four interceptions in this game total. Um, the, I think he came out after the game and had a statement and said, I'll be a really good quarterback when I stop turning the ball over. <laughs> the yeah. Is, uh, if you could stop doing that, that would be great. Stop
0: um, eating those ins. Stop yeah. eating those interceptions.
1: <laughs> God, yeah. And like, to be fair, 335 yards a touchdown, four interceptions, but like, I think he's missing both his top two or three. Like receiving options and all that kind of stuff. Not, not 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 too bad at all. Houston didn't look convincing in this really, uh in the slightest either. Uh how early was Will Fuller injured?
0: Uh quite early in this game, and yeah, as you say, this was a really ugly, ugly win overall. Like As I said, like, Jameis Winston had four interceptions. Three of those were in the first half. And despite that, Houston only went in at the half, like, 17-17, a a draw game after Tampa Bay had a bit of production later in the second half. Like, it's just, like, I look at this Houston offense and it was just so inconsistent. Like, they had a couple of big plays to the Audrey Hopkins, of course, and Kenny Stills had an okay game. But I think when they lack Will Fuller, you just see that lack of, I suppose, explosiveness. Um, like Kenny still is also these specialists, but Will Fuller just has a kind of X Factor where when he's healthy he can really just destroy a defense by himself and that opens the whole game up for DeAndre Hopkins. So for Houston, obviously they're in the playoffs, um, likely in the number four seed. Um but they you know based on what we're seeing right now, and to be honest, like uh Deshaun Watson picked up a knock right here. He's kind of limping around a bit. We'll see how healthy he is going forward, and their left tackle, Larry Tunsil, also had a knock as well. He's expected to play. But again, not really known. And they will know if they're locked into number four seed because the Chiefs play in the early window in week seventeen. Um and we'll see whether they give those guys a bit of a rest um based on that result. But and even going from four to three isn't that important, to be honest. Um but I think for them, you know, we'll see a lot more of them. We can talk about them then, but what we're seeing right now isn't very pretty, even if the defense is getting takeaways in this game, but how much of that is them and how much is that Jameis? Um, as for Tampa Bay, another Tampa Bay game, they did manage to nearly get back into this game thanks to Brashad Perryman, obviously play, taking place of uh Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and, and Ronald Jones had a random good game after being pretty shit for about a month. Um, uh, But, you know, when the chips were down, when they had a chance to win this game with the final drive, you know, Jameis Winston hadn't thrown a pick since the first half. Whoop, pick on the final drive, Houston wins the game. Um, pretty, pretty appropriate way for this game to end for Tampa Bay. They said they're going to stick with Jameis next season. I don't know if you should, but at least ah, it should make yeah. them with that him and Arians back there for 2020. It should at least make Tampa Bay watchable, uh, if not a very successful team, uh, for yeah. next year. I think you have to keep him.
1: Like I said, like he's just, he's Arians isn't looking to start a five year project with a first year <laughs> quarterback. Like unless they could get a guarantee that they get a good, um, Free agent veteran, then I couldn't see how they'd be moving on from, to be honest. Uh, next up, Buffalo New England, 17 to 24. Come on, Buffalo, you nearly fucking did it. Uh, New England owned the clock in this game, a, like two to one ratio. Brady was good, if not exciting. I think averaging about 10 yards per, ta- per completion and a touchdown. Their run game looked good, uh, over 140 yards, but, uh, like Buffalo weren't out of this game. It just felt like they were getting very controlled, that Bill Belichick had a game plan that was gonna work, and he was gonna impose it on them, and it worked completely fine for them. Their offense was a bit inconsistent as well. I think you've noted here that their third down efficiency was terrible. They had like, about like 14% of their third downs worked, <laughs> something like that. Um, two of 11, but yeah, they're, like their defense kept them in the game, but their offense wasn't enough. They were at New England. It's a tough environment to play in. And as noted by one of, uh, one of our friends, uh, the shaky goals for field goals are still in place, trying to get every edge they can. So when the, uh, when the opposing team in Foxborough is, uh, trying to kick a field goal, they place offset goal posts on the big screen behind the goal <laughs> posts to try and throw off the, um, the kickers of the, uh, of the visiting teams. It's just, ah, uh, it's just pure shy hawkery. Really.
0: Yeah. And, you know, obviously New England win the AFC East here. Um, they also basically have the number two seed unless they lose against Miami and KC win. Um, Buffalo are locked in at number five. Um, but yeah, this is, this was very reminiscent of how they won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, Brady, after having a pretty bad month or so, was just back to being efficient. Brady, short passes, nothing too exciting, but it worked. Um, and yeah, the run game finally got going. And so if you're a New England fan, um, that's probably a good sign. Maybe you have an offense brewing here. Um, for everyone else, it's not a good sign because it means these kind of boring games are likely to dominate in the New England uh, set of games. Um, and the defense was obviously pretty good. Less than 300 yards, three sacks here. But yeah, for Buffalo. Um, I think we just saw something that was very reminiscent of Buffalo. Uh, all overall, they are a good D. They don't allow a lot of big plays, but they can be beaten underneath. Their run defense is okay, but not spectacular, and they can be beaten short. Um, when Tre'Davious White and stuff give a little bit too much cushion, um, but yeah, they're just too reliant on a few big plays from the likes of John Brown and Dawson Knox. And I think in this game, you know, again and again, they couldn't. They couldn't get third down conversions. They couldn't get the run game going. And, you know, for a team that, you know, has had a good season, there's still a lot of work on the offense in particular they need to do before you consider to be a genuine contender. But they could definitely surprise you on their day, but uh probably nothing more than that to be honest.
1: Yeah, and to be honest, I wouldn't even read that much into the New England performance here. I think it was all right, but I think it was just, you know, Buffalo are a tier below what the kind of top competition in the in the AFC is this year. Um they're getting there, but then the it's games like this that show they're not quite there, I think. Uh, Rams to San Francisco 31 to 34. Uh <clears throat> Ram pretty close, but San Francisco back and forth win at the at the end of the game with the big uh, Sanders bomb on a blown coverage. This was exciting. Like you could see the reliance on particular elements. Again, they keep going to Kittle seventy nine yards and a touchdown. Good defensive plays. And the Rams started to develop properly. They kind of, you know, Curly was there for two touchdowns, like Woods, Higby, all catching ball. Their defense, what six sacks in this game, <laughs> two interceptions. Like they're playing really well, but it's just come too late in the season. Um Like they just, I like, I, I think we'll we'll discuss the the the, the connotations later on. But I think they're all but out, aren't they? Even though yeah, they are now
0: they are now eliminated from the playoffs. Like obviously, as you say, you know. This combined with the, you know, basically when they just gave up against Dallas last last week when they got run over, um, have you know kind of like they like they they kind of shown that yes they have played better over the last month or two, well basically month or so, but yes it has ended up being for too little in the NFC which right now is a bit stacked like San Francisco, um. They've certainly been a little bit less less consistent than they were earlier in the season. And both their offense and defense was up in this game. But they have George Kittle. He just always makes the huge difference for them. And their uh their linebacker, Fred Warner, had a pick six. And he's been one of the best linebackers in football this year, kind of under the radar. Um, But, like, the consistency isn't quite there for San Francisco. The run game is fine. They have Sanders. But, really, Kittle is the only thing that they can rely on. And, yeah, like, the Rams, we're not going to talk about them too much from here on in. So, it is worth pointing out, like... You know, Gurley has looked good since they put him back in at the center of their offense. Why weren't they doing that earlier in the season? It's an obvious question and a big question for a team that has spent a lot of draft capital, spent a lot of money, doesn't have much resources to improve this team in the off season. Uh, and you know, Tyler Higby, since he's made tight end one, has been great. Why haven't we putting him, him in more over Gerald Everett, mm-hmm. or why haven't we emphasizing their tight ends more with the wide mm. receivers struggling? So I think for the Rams. Um, given what the sparks of the old Rams we saw over the last month or so, I think as a fan you have to be very well the fifteen pounds or whatever genuine fans would be quite frustrated right now about what's happened this season with that head coach, with that talent, and given their trajectory, given what they have, it's hard to see them going any better. But I think with what they have, with the head coach, with if Wade Phillips sticks around, with the players on the roster right now, you can't eliminate them from contention in twenty twenty, but yeah it's hard to see them getting back up to where they were last year in 2018 uh, and for 2019 it's just been it's definitely a wasted opportunity it feels like in that in that in the organization um, and some interesting decisions have blown up in their face
1: yeah no of course uh, next up was a stinker pittsburgh at jets 10 to yeah. 16 uh, so
0: pittsburgh their their playoff hopes take a take a little bit of a hit here do not a huge one like, like i think the week 16 games were overblown in terms of pittsburgh versus tennessee but they had a chance to kind of take control but Doug Hodges threw two interceptions early they brought in mason rudolph he got hurt as we mentioned already he's out for the season was a little bit better but obviously it doesn't really mean much now and obviously you know the d defense was pretty solid as usual um and the run game wasn't was okay when connor was on there but really fell apart once he was gone and and Duck came back in. Uh, so for Pittsburgh, they're still playoff relevant, but we certainly hope that they're not in the playoffs given how bad they're playing. And the Jets, they were fine. Nice Anderson, Robbie Anderson touchdown. Bell had a couple of big runs, uh, but then had a massive loss to kind of tank his uh, yards per carry. Uh, and, and yeah, like they, I don't, I wouldn't read too much into the Jets renaissance here because I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a bad team right now and they just have managed to beat a bad team at home. Uh, so no, yeah. not much hype going into the Adam Gase Jets, who's expected to stick around in 2020. Ugh, poor lads. Uh, New Orleans
1: <laughs> at Tennessee, 38 to 28. New Orleans overcame a slow at 14 to nothing start. Breeze looked good, nearly 300 yards, three touchdowns. Kamara over 100 yards, two touchdowns. And obviously, as we mentioned earlier, Thomas pa- passing over the, um, the receiving count yard. So Tannehill looked good, uh, as he has of late, like three touchdowns. Henry looked pretty decent, but like, wasn't, Henry was I don't injured. think he was getting fed enough to, 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 to Henry was to injured. Weekend. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was why. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like they just, yeah, Tennessee looked a little bit weaker in this game than they have of late. Maybe it's just injuries coming back to catch up with them. New England or say not New England, New Orleans, once they kind of got into the swing of things, really kind of came together nicely, but, uh, Again, kind of slow-ish start for them, but I suppose they're on the road and Tennessee can be a tough team to play. Um, so yeah, New Orleans still in that hunt for the buys and, uh, Tennessee now dependent on a couple of things happening next week.
0: Yeah. So I think Tennessee, they're, they, they still have the, control of the playoffs in their hands i think if they win uh and unless there's some crazy stuff happening elsewhere they should be in at the number six seed Uh, i'm sorry connor i know you don't want them to be there uh but yeah yeah, like i think
1: it might be time uh, for us to to make sure that we don't end up playing that maybe we can't (laughs) before can we play the bills in fifth seed instead
0: yeah you want the number three seed uh, yeah sorry you want the number four seed to get that uh but yeah like uh, new orleans yeah they were quite slow penalty ridden early on um But yeah, as you said, as time went on, Breeze and Thomas got going. And then Kamara had his first game with a touchdown, I think, since uh early in the season. I think it was a nine-game streak since he scored a touchdown. Oh. Very promising, I think, to see their offense get going, even if it took a little bit. And obviously, they are an offense-first team right now. And their defense, obviously given the injuries and Marshall Lonomer being hurt, isn't really where it was earlier in the season. As for Tennessee, I think they took that early lead 14-0, and what you'd expect in the typical game plan, that means Derrick Henry comes out and they start grinding you out, they start gaining those yards, getting those first downs, but without Derrick Henry and relying on Dion Lewis, suddenly they couldn't do that. Their solid kind of game, like chain mover, wasn't there, and they kind of holding position that they kind of liked and have used very well in the second half this year fell apart and yes Tannehill came back to life when they went behind again um, but I think just the disparity in offensive talent um, was shown up there even if they have players like AJ Brown and Johnny Smith who, who are capable of big explosive plays they just lack those type of players that can just get them consistent going through the motions type of thing like, like Tennessee, they're ironically now one of the more explosive teams in the NFL. Uh, should be exciting to see in the playoffs if they make it. Uh, but obviously the defenses in both these cases uh, are pretty vulnerable right now.
1: Of course. Uh, now we've got a couple of ones that are a bit more lower octane. Uh, Carolina at Indianapolis, 6-38. to 38. Uh, Indianapolis just destroyed Carolina. Two punt return touchdowns. Marlon Mack goes for nearly 100 in a touchdown. Their defense kicked the shit out of them. Five sacks, three interceptions. Like, yeah, they had the new guy Greer in to see what he was like. Uh, just didn't look good. 200 odd yards, three interceptions. Their defense didn't look good. The only thing that looks good, as has been the case for this entire season, Christian McCaffrey just goes for like 170 yards, kicks shit out of them, uh, and then still comes third in the Pro Bowl voting. Because people <laughs> are, nice.
0: Well, second, but yeah. Second. I thought
1: No, I thought he came behind Elliot as well, no? Did
0: he? Oh, well, yeah. if that's true, that's absolute bullshit. Like, yeah. fuck those Dallas fans.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah. So six six points, like, yeah, they don't have a they don't have a solution in Greer. The more the weeks go on, the more I think they're just going to have to keep Cam Newton <laughs> just out of necessity yeah, rather it, than anything else. It'll but depend yeah. who
0: they bring in. I think there was a report that Mike McCarthy has already been interviewed by management, so we'll see where they go. And they had Vernon Butler ejected in this game for punching Jack Doyle on the ground in the face. uh while so, you know, Carolina, I don't think it's a team. I think it's a team where a lot of cleanup is about to happen in this offseason. Um, <clears throat> starting from quarterback and going all the way through the rest of the roster. Oh, Next up, we had Cincinnati at Miami, 35 to 38 win for Miami in overtime. What yeah. an exciting game. What a pointless game. Uh, fun draft position battle here. Uh, Miami win in overtime, obviously, but they had, they dominated the first half. Like Fitzpatrick here, he had, uh, I believe, three or four touchdowns in the first half ended up with 400 over 400 yards four touchdowns and interception with Devonte parker having continuing his you know late season contract extension celebration with over a 100 and a touchdown um cincinnati are locked into the number one pick but they got like you know given where they are given how hopeless things are and given where they were in this game they did get 23 points in the fourth quarter as <laughs> dalton ended up like, we shit most of the game, ends up with nearly 400 yards, four touchdowns, and Tyler Boyd with 120 and two touchdowns. Uh, but of course, it's a Cincinnati Bengals. So you, you do this comeback, you have this ridiculous situation, you get to overtime, and you shit the bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you get your number one pick, you get your new quarterback potentially. Um, and for Cincinnati, obviously, they'll probably have the same head coach, but I imagine a lot of changes are coming this offseason. Outside Joe Mixon, there's not that many players that I'm like, Oh, you should definitely keep them right now. But uh yeah, I suppose for Cincinnati at least they're being somewhat competitive down the stretch once they brought back Dalton. That gives a little bit of hope for next season. Yeah.
1: No, of course. Next up, Baltimore, Cleveland, thirty one to fifteen. Baltimore slow to start. They were like less than a hundred yards in the second quarter, but then they just started going to town on them. Uh Lamar over two hundred yards, passing, over a hundred yards, rushing, three touchdowns. Uh tight end Andrews still, you know, tearing it up. He loves his tight ends. Two touchdowns for him. Yeah, so they've, they've locked themselves into the number one seed. They're going to be resting their starters next week. Uh, Cleveland, again, just don't look very good. Um, they're just messy. Uh, they don't know what they're up to. They got a bit more production out of the wide receivers. Uh, I think OBJ and Jarvis Landry both had okay games, but, um, you can see that there's just discontent there and,
0: like yes. the fans were booing at various points I think Layton I think after Baltimore went from being six uh, nothing down to 14 six up based on I just basically around the two minute warning area um they were unhappy and I think OBJ got into another fight on the uh, sideline with Freddie Kitchens that's a team in full uh, shitstorm right now yeah. uh, and they're talking about bringing people back next year I don't see it right now uh, next no, I- up. Jacksonville at Atlanta, an exciting non-game. Twelve to twelve to twenty-four. Atlanta win. Uh, they went up fourteen early, then just stopped playing. Um, but Jacksonville are so bad; it didn't really matter. Julio Jones is still playing great. One hundred sixty-six yards. I'm sure his fantasy owners just wish Calvin Ridley didn't exist in this alternative universe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no minshi magic in this game. One hundred eighty-one yards, touchdowns, less than fifty yards uh, uh, completion, and the defense is just so bad right now. And obviously, Coughlin is gone. Uh, but there is rumors that, uh, or reports that the head coach may stay there if they do okay what? in the last two weeks. But given this performance and given what I expect to happen against Indianapolis, you know, I think this entire staff should be fired. I think this four net first offense should be got rid of. This defense is on the down slope. This is a team in a f- need of a full kick everything, destroy everything, turn over this roster, turn over this manager. But now the Bortles team. is gone,
1: they'll be able to be good, right? <laughs> that yes. was the problem.
0: That yeah. was the problem when they had an actual good team other than Bortles. <laughs> and they had a bad team <laughs> by the time. They just got nothing.
1: Uh, next up, another overtime game. Giants at the Washington mazungus 41-35. to Daniel Jones and Saquon Uh Looking like kind of what we thought they might look like at some point. Uh, 350 yards and five (laughs) touchdowns for Daniel Jones and Saquon nearly 200 yards on the ground with a touchdown. So they're getting their fan base fired up for the upcoming season. Um, Washington just didn't look at the races, but then all of a sudden the def, like, you know, the, the, the New York Giants defense decided to let them right back into it. Uh, Haskins got hurt. Um, like he'd had two touchdowns, I think, but then, they had Keenum come in and there wasn't much of a difference in there. But I imagine Keenum maybe just a slightly less of a, of a rifle. But, um, but yeah, yeah, they got their, they got their way back into it. God knows how, to be honest. Uh, it, <laughs> it
0: was, this was a stupid game. <laughs> well,
1: I, I was just watching this going like, what's going on? How did this get this high scoring? And I looked up and I said, Oh, it's going to overtime. So we sat in and we watched a bit of the overtime. And said, God, this is a terrible overtime game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like only, only Saquon really comes out of this game going, oh, he's actually that good again. But, uh, everyone else, I think it's just the defenses are that bad. Yeah. Of next up, Detroit at Denver, um, fighting with Jacksonville Atlanta for least relevant game. Um, Detroit went up early 10-0, but by halftime, Denver were back in front and they didn't let go in the second half. Lock was solid again. I think they they're encouraged by what they're seeing there, 192 yards and touchdown. But like Philip Lindsay really carried this team with 100 yards and, and a touchdown. Like Detroit's offense was sad. They had like 200 yards in total. Uh, they got help from like a punt return tie TD. But I think the only maybe a little bit of nice news was Carry on Johnson came back off IR for some reason and looked pretty good. <laughs> 4.2 per carry is is fine. Um, on a bad offense, but uh, yeah, Detroit just. They just stumbled into the end of the season. I think they're now probably going to get the number three, like get uh, pick. Um, but yeah, I think given the quarterback things, you can blame that, but Patricia is back next season. Okay. Uh, but for Denver, maybe there's a little bit more hope there that they can build on what they did this year. And, uh, maybe with lock there, they might have a, a more successful 2020.
1: No, oh, of course, And uh, Oakland at the Chargers, 24 to 17. Oakland still no. technically alive, um, in the, they only they need know.
0: four results to go their way. In week yeah, thing
1: is, the thing is, coming into this week, they needed nine, 11, like oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. nine, and they've had <laughs> they've had five of them happen already. So it's uh, not too bad. So DeAndre Washington went well, hundred yards and uh, touchdown. Hunter Renfro, similar sat line, I think one yard, <laughs> more and a touchdown. It was yeah. fine. It's um, your
0: offense, and you lose to us, uh yeah, Chargers. But,
1: like the Chargers don't have their traditional eight turnovers, but are just boring and shite. They're playing a quote unquote home game where they Their are last sliding. home game, yeah, because they use quote unquote home game because they can't hear because the fucking fans are all Oakland fans because you know <laughs> there's only twelve Chargers fans left, and yeah, it's just a shit show. Like neither team looks good. Oakland, oh my god, I'd love if Oakland got the six That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, like, that would be hilarious and dunk on them for for a while. <laughs> fantastic. Um yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, I uh, there's just there's nothing in it is apart from like yeah, the Chargers need to change a lot because it's such a waste of talent. Um, yeah. Arizona and Seattle. Is yeah. The next Arizona game. Seattle
0: 13 to 27. Sorry, 27 to 13 in the, for Arizona. Um Seattle are really is stumbling towards the playoff with all their injuries and offense and defense. And uh, this was a game where Kenyon Drake uh for Arizona once again just had one of his ridiculous games. It's like three or four of these games where he just decides, ah, I'm going to win this game for Arizona. 166 yards, two touchdowns. Um, like Kyler Murray and then Brett Hundley who came in when Kyler Murray was injured. Um, they weren't consistent by any means, but they just kept making those plays on second and third down, particularly with their feet. Um, there was a very nice uh, touchdown by Kyler for um, Larry Fitzgerald where he was scrambling around a lot. Very Russell Wilson on on like fast forward type of uh, game, but like, uh, you know, shout out to the unsung hero in Arizona who is Chandler Jones, who got, uh, four sacks and a force fumble. He's within spitting distance of the all time sacks record. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't get to play Brett Favre in week 17, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, like he was up against a backup left tackle in Jamarco Jones. So that kind of explains it a bit. But, uh, yeah, I think with the running back injuries that they had here, they couldn't get their run game and going to Seattle. And so Russell Wilson was exposed a bit. And with their defense missing people like Jadavian Clowney, uh, and, and just hurt all over the level, all over the head in terms of people who were even playing. Yeah, they're just wilting right now. And for a Seattle fan, um, right now, uh, as myself, it, it doesn't look good that they'll be able to do anything in the playoffs, but it's Seattle. You never know. They have Russell Wilson, but right now they're just a shadow of where they were about a month ago.
1: you got Beast Boy coming back. And as I said, eight, eight, eight days ago, he was throwing out free shots to people in the car park of Oakland Coliseum <laughs> to celebrate the last night and how he's going to the playoffs with the Seattle Seahawks. Like, why not? Um, Dallas at Philly, nine to 17. Oh, God. Uh, I always forget that someone has to win the NFC East. Uh, <laughs>
0: Philly, I told you. I told you last week. You can't trust anyone in the NFC East.
1: Yeah. The Philly win. Uh, Sanders, a great, 156 in the touchdown. Goddard, 91 in the touchdown. No touchdowns allowed for Dallas, so their defense stepped up, which is, like on paper, these guys are decimated by injuries and they don't have players. Yep. If you look at the Dallas roster, they have great players. They have great talent. And their coaching is so bad that they're just making a fucking balls of it. Like, Dak gets 250-odd yards. They can't convert third downs to save their life. The Philly defense, who are playing backups in several positions, are just shutting them down. They And even just like the play calling, Philly were stacking the box on first and second down pretty much the whole time because they were just trying to run Elliot. They didn't even throw in a screen or anything. They just kept trying to run him down the throat. Like, a fucking 10-year-old who's played half an hour of Madden can call a game better than this Dallas coaching staff yeah. are doing at the moment.
0: Like, I think Dallas, like, I, they must have pre-game decided, like, oh, Philly, they have no wide receivers, they have no explosive elements, so we can just, we'll try and grind this out, we have better talent, we'll win out in the end. But, uh basically, Philly went, oh, oh really, uh, at home, and they're like, and then they just crushed them. Um Very similar to what was done to them last week, uh like the, what the Dallas did to the Rams. Like, you know, Miles Sanders is looking great right now, so he'll be interesting to see in the playoffs if they make it. And Dallas Goddard stepped up with Zach Ertz being hurt right now. He, Zach Ertz plays, is playing through, a, I think, an injury right now, but uh, Goddard is stepping up. Uh, and yeah, their D didn't really have any stats, the, the Philly D, but they didn't allow any touchdowns, and that's the only stat that really matters. Um Dak is hurt right now. Um, that is a report. I think he's an injury in his hand, which is affecting his throw motion. But even given that, given that you have a Mary Cooper and Michael Gallup and you have Zeke Elliott, um, you should be able to do more than what you did here. And yeah. really, yeah, like Dallas, you know, after getting everyone's hope up last week by beating on the Rams, um, suddenly they come back to <laughs> earth. This NFC East, it's just a stupid division with stupid teams. And yeah. yeah at least I think Philly have leaned into that in previous years with Nick Bowles, etc. So hopefully they can actually do something with their playoff spot if they can manage to, you know, defeat the Giants in Week 17. Oh, of course.
1: Uh, Kansas City at Chicago, 26-3. to 3. Kansas City kind of win fairly routine fashion. 251 yards, two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown for Pat Mahomes. The defense looked phenomenal in this one. Again, holding Chicago less than 250. The problem is always trying to figure out when you're playing, likes Chicago, because they've had big games and they've had terrible games in the last couple of weeks. Like, is this that the defense is playing well or is it the Chicago thing? Yeah, but they, thing? they did okay
0: against New England, who I know aren't the greatest offense, but, you know, they're not. that's like, the thing. Like, over
1: the last five weeks, I think they're allowing something like an average of 10 or 11 points a game, which is just good regardless of who you're playing. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, Mitch Trubisky not looking great. Chicago not able to get anything going. Like, yeah, it was just, yeah.
0: It's the perfect Sunday night football when it's just like, yeah, we're better than you.
1: Done. Yeah, it's good fun. I loved, um, there's a very nice play design on the Travis Kelsey touchdown. If you want to look it up afterwards, they have him like come across the front of the thing being, uh, side on to the side on to the to the line. Like he's trying to change the call at the line. And then as soon as it goes, he just does a zigzag move and then catches the ball and just turns into the end zone ballerina style. It was, uh, it was. <laughs> Other nice. I just i i rewound it and watched it two or three times. I was like, "Damn it! Why did we waste that? We could have used that in the playoffs. That would have been fun." <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was good crack. There was a there was a slight extent of you know obviously Nagy coming from the Andy Reid tree and getting you know Daddy Dick here a little bit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, good game. Casey looking to be riding into good form going into the playoffs. Uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. I told you, don't trust them, Minnesota boys. Against I know, anyone I know, who's I know. over five hundred.
0: I know. <laughs> Green pretty, Bay, pretty uh, bad. it was looking okay at halftime when Minnesota were up 10 to 9. Obviously, this was a defense dominated game. Like, Minnesota had two turnovers. Green Bay had like five sacks and in interception over this game. Uh, Zadarius Smith had a great game for Green Bay. I think he had three and a half sacks, multiple forced, uh, sorry, uh, multiple, um, tackles for a loss. He was just dominating this game. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of their offenses, Minnesota just literally could not do anything. Like they had like 125 yards in total for this game, 2.6 per 10. <laughs> uh, like I'm feeling pretty stupid for picking them right now. Um, and yes, like Mike Boone is not Dalvin Cook and BC Johnson is not Adam Thielen. Um, and yeah, like this is like only Luke Falk's Jets performance is comparable to this level of ineptitude. That's what we're talking about here. Green Bay were a little bit better. Um, and Aaron Jones, uh, 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 and, uh, that uh, was pretty good. He got two touchdowns under 150 yards. And their receiving game, yes, it's very inconsistent. Um, but they have like their one, they like, you know, Rogers has his one guy still, um, in uh Devontae adams but other than that he's still relying on alan lazard and the type but uh yeah for green bay i think their defense has wilted a little bit in the second half of the season so it's good to see that get back to form and yeah if they can get Aaron jones going uh, and they have Devonte adams i wouldn't count them out but they don't really feel like a number two or number one type c no. team but that's where they are and if they're playing in lambo you know it's always hard to pick against them no, oh, of course, of course. Um, I suppose we'll swing over.
1: We normally do questions now, but because there's yeah. so many connotations for the playoffs, and most of the questions are about that, we'll kind of roll that into our look at the game for next You can send week. your
0: questions to Santi, you know. Yeah,
1: Santa will bring you them My Present big dirty sack full of questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first up, we've got uh, Green Bay at Detroit. We've both gone for Green Bay here. Uh, them winning gives them a guaranteed buy at number two. If uh San Francisco lose, they actually get the one seed as well. So big, big important game for them to win. They're at Detroit, who have been poor of late. So I can't really see them not getting it done.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Detroit right now are a trash fire. They should be able to r- r- grind them out. Whether that's via Aaron Jones or they decide to get their like get their pass catchers some practice. Um, uh, it doesn't really matter. I think. You know, I think they have a tiebreaker over New Orleans, but not the two NFC West teams. So, very good chance to be at number two. Marginal chance at number one. But, uh, yeah, Green Bay, they should set themselves up early to have a good chance of being, you know, having a, a week off going into the, the wildcard round.
1: Yeah, New York Jets at Buffalo. We've both gone for Buffalo. I'm just thinking, Buffalo are locked into the 15th, so they might actually start resting people. So, there is a chance for Jets here, but it's a low-impact game that no one needs to bother
0: watching. Yeah, Uh The Jets have done stuff recently. But yeah, Buffalo should rest some starters. But I think they're a young enough team that they might see it as an opportunity to keep them fresh. They may not want to, you know, they might pull them at halftime or something like that. But yeah, uh, not a very exciting game.
1: Miami and New England. uh, We've both got New England for obvious. The (laughs)
0: Connor-Prayer game. Please, Miami,
1: miracle me one time. So if they win, New England get the number two seed. If they lose and Kansas City win, they drop to the three seed in kansas city get the buy instead but realistically like i can't see
0: no it's not gonna happen connor like it's it's in foxborough if it was in yeah. miami anything be a could happen.
1: Yeah. but Which, uh, uh yeah
0: no <laughs> sorry connor
1: no i know i know it's fine it's fine i kind of want us to drop to the four then chicago at minnesota um both gone for minnesota like they're locked into the sixth seed regardless are they
0: yeah so once again chance that they rest starters but uh, I think given what happened last week, they may be um, interested in making sure that they don't go into the playoffs with a loss against a division rival. Um, I think if you know things go very badly or very well, they'll pull starters early. But um, yeah, you'll probably see more Mike Boone at least to see if they can get him up and running. But uh, yeah. I think Chicago just too inconsistent to trust. And I think even if they are resting starters, I can see Minnesota grinding it out. No, of
1: course. Uh, charges at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, if they win and New England lose, as we mentioned, they get the number two seed. I don't really see that happening. Uh, If they lose and Houston win, they could drop to the four seed. Uh,
0: (laughs) So Connor is unhappy with the current most likely scenario. Either of these other two scenarios, um, number two, number four, you'd be satisfied with. Because I think you could definitely beat Buffalo, and a bye is obviously just good.
1: Yeah. um, To be honest, at the moment, I think that we'd be up on Tennessee. Our defense is looking good. Our offense is firing really well, but... I just think that, like, I think either of the other two options would be easier options. Yeah.
0: Uh, and to be it, nice. this should be a formality anyway. Like the Chargers right now are just so bad. Um, they're either like week six, sorry, week 15, they're throwing 20 turnovers or they're like week 16 and they're literally doing nothing at all. and they're just in their shell. Either way, Kansas City should have enough firepower to blast them away.
1: Yeah. Nice kind of home game to, to wrap it all up and get them lined up for one home, uh, playoff game anyway. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Jesus Christ. This game is, uh, like, for, for games like this, would they just not hold them to avoid injury? So <laughs> so, like, the only thing that's guaranteed to this game is, regardless of outcome, Cincinnati pick number one overall. Like, that, yeah. that is the quality that we're but looking at here.
0: Cleveland is such a combustible, like, shitstorm right now that you never know how bad things could get if Cincinnati decide to show up and start giving them it's a little bit of a beating. Of them, yeah. Like, this is a team that's, very much on the threshold of a full implosion right now and losing to Cincinnati in week 17 is exactly the type of thing that could end up blowing up their off season. so yeah Cincinnati don't really have much to play for I think people are basically like Cincinnati just like whatever it's happened for Cleveland though the expectations are still there Um if Cincinnati won that could make things really bad for <laughs> them going forward yeah. uh,
1: next up New Orleans and Carolina look yeah New Orleans is gonna kick the shit out of this game Carolina their third string quarterback okay, yes. has nothing good. So New Orleans are the number three seed unless they win and Green Bay slash San Francisco lose. Yeah, so they have um, a chance
0: of going all the way to win, number one if both of them lose. If either of them lose, they'll go to number two. Um they only have a tiebreaker over Seattle. Um so they would get over them if Seattle win in in, in Sunday night football. But yeah, like right now, number three is looking most likely by far. So they'll be probably best case scenario for them is praying for Seattle win um which is looking likely right now but uh, yeah there should be a, a formality in terms of beating the Carolina Panthers who are just Christian McCaffrey and bad people
1: yeah pretty much next up Atlanta Tampa Bay this has no implications it's one of two games that has no <laughs> implications uh going up at Tampa <laughs> Bay because fucking okay, bit of a kind of random number generator Jameis Winston threw three or four interceptions this week, so I imagine he's gonna throw eight touchdowns he's, in this game. I,
0: I, I just let me double check. Where is he on the thirty to thirty season? That is the uh the, the god king of inconsistent quarterbacks. He is currently on thirty-one touchdowns, twenty-eight interceptions. So we're all praying for two interceptions here for Jameis Winston for the epic um uh yeah, and and only a hundred away from five thousand, the five thousand thirty touchdown 30 interception, interception season. The He's true Jameis Winston platonic ideal season. Um, So everyone, pray for those two interceptions. It's the only thing worth calling to in this game. Atlanta have been up and down as well as Tampa Bay. If it's a slightly more boring way, they'll rely on Julio Jones. Um, But yeah, who cares about this game? It, it should at least be a little bit of fun.
1: No, of course. Indianapolis and Jacksonville, we've both gone for Indianapolis. Everyone wants them to win. I don't think Indy can get in, but what they can do... Yeah is impact about three or four other teams hopes. So everyone wants uh, everyone apart from Pittsburgh want Indianapolis to win here.
0: Yeah, so I think uh actually I think it's the other way around, but uh yep. sorry, that's my fault. Uh but yeah, like Indianapolis they're not playing for anything, but Jacksonville are so bad that they should win here. Uh but yeah, I believe they can get the eight and eight, so if teams like Pittsburgh and Tennessee lose, it creates a huge shunter yes. of different things and Oakland can get in there for, I think, a four-way uh, shunter mess. So, yeah, like, it, it's too complicated to know, but I think basically, you know, most teams want Indianapolis to lose, and, uh yeah, I think we all want Indianapolis to lose, to be honest, at the moment. Uh, but they're yeah. not going to, so it doesn't matter. Hopefully, Tennessee can just win their game and just make this easy.
1: No, 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 I want Indy to win here. Um, <laughs> yeah, come on, Oakland. Um Philly, uh at the Giants, uh, we've both got Philly, um, even though the Giants have looked good the last couple of weeks, and this is the NFC, so it's all a clusterfuck, Philly win the NFC, you can get the number four seed if they win this game. If they lose and Dallas win, they are eliminated. So this is a win and in game for them against a divisional rival in New York. Um, yeah, yep. just just do Seems it. It's like a Philly. prime place for them to
0: shit the bed. Just just do it. Don't don't make us have to reconsider the NFC East again. We we've kind of settled on the Philly being a solid but unspectacular team. Whatever. Um, don't make us have to reconsider Dallas again. Just just end it, please. Yeah.
1: Uh, Arizona at the LA Rams. The second game that has no implications. Um, just go for That's the good. Rams here. Arizona yeah. have injured the quarterback, don't they? uh yeah, Rams look breath- good of place. Like it's fine. It'll yeah. it'll be a boring game. And the Rams, the Rams the
0: Rams will probably play pissed, so they'll probably be looking to crush these Arizona Cardinals.
1: Hmm. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Uh, yeah, we've both got Baltimore. This is actually the scenario that I talked about before. Yeah. So Pittsburgh get the sixth seed with a win, and they also need do they also need Tennessee they need a Tennessee to-
0: loss to, to lock it up. Um, yeah. if they both lose, then I think Tennessee would get it, unless Indianapolis beat jacksonville and um, so yeah sorry that going back to the indiana Indianapolis game i think pittsburgh want indianapolis to win everyone else wants them to lose including oakland and tennessee um so you know if pittsburgh win they're got a pretty good chance at that point but if they lose um they're not eliminated yeah it's just yeah like for pittsburgh they're so bad right now i'm just like baltimore they're better coached yeah orgy tree get a win in week 17 show us what you got Um, but, uh, yeah, like the whole six seed thing is a complete cluster mess at the moment. It's just not worth talking about, uh, uh, in terms of Pittsburgh, we just don't want them in because up next we have Tennessee Tennessee Houston. Houston. Uh, you're going Houston. I'm going Tennessee. Uh, obviously you're wish casting a bit in terms of preferred playoff opponents. But uh, Also though, Houston is a better team. Yeah, but I also think, uh, obviously, they may be locked into the number four seed, assuming Casey have beaten the Chargers earlier on. Oh,
1: that. right, they'll know that already. Yeah, so, so they like may the choose yeah. to
0: rest starters. They're saying they won't, but they probably will because yeah, it's Bill O'Brien, and he's a liar. Um But uh, Tennessee, yeah, if they win, they're in. That's fine. Um And otherwise, if they lose, they're relying on Pittsburgh results. They're relying on Indianapolis results. Um, relying on Oakland results, potentially. So, yeah, just, just win Tennessee. Get in. If you, if you you know, show us the exciting stuff that you've done, that you've turned the leaf, that you're now fun. uh, And just win this game and, uh, get yourself in the playoffs and have some fun.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, Oakland at Denver. I've gone for Oakland and you've gone for Denver. Just need to highlight that because we actually have a difference on that one. Yeah, like, look, either one could really work in it. Oakland can get the number six seed. If they win, And Tennessee loses and Pittsburgh loses and Indianapolis wins. So those are the only four things that, and interestingly, I think we have, I think the predictions for me, I have all of those happening. You have have all (laughs) apart from one happening and that is a coin flip game because you don't have.
0: That's just a coincidence, is it?
1: (laughs) No, no. To to be honest, the thing is, I, Indianapolis have been playing well and Jacksonville are awful. So I'm obviously going to expect that India are going to beat them. Um one of the other ones, Pittsburgh are terrible, and yeah, we both said like Baltimore, even with backups, I think are a better team than Pittsburgh. Um, and then we just got the only one is Tennessee at Houston. Houston are at home; they are a playoff team, and as long as they're not resting starters, yeah,
0: yeah. So it's it's
1: it's 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 a very plausible yeah. set of things to happen. Although it's just having yeah. you know they all say having four things happen is really hard to do. Uh Denver's defence have looked a bit better yeah. of late. They've got some production out of Locke, but he's come back to earth. Yeah. Like Oakland
0: I trust know, Denver more right now though, because like Denver Denver actually are missing, playing solid football, not have missing, a quarterback.
1: Guys are missing uh Jacobs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, as well. like Oakland
0: like as I saw, like in the in the game review, they were relying on DeAndre Washington and Hunter Renfro to get those two hundred yard games. I <laughs> think Denver Denver have enough on defense to stop that type of offense and stop Darren Waller. So, you know, I, I think watch, I think right now right. Denver are the better team. And yes, I'm swapping. Kinda, you can, you can change swapping. your pick, even though you're 10 picks ahead in the in the standings. Yes, you can yeah. change. <laughs>
1: <laughs> going back to Denver, yeah, no, Denver are. Wait, I, I have to
0: change like 10 of these results, so I have a chance <laughs> Just to try winning. and take a shot. At it,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, Washington at Dallas. Uh, we're both going for Dallas here. Dallas can win. If they win here and Philly lose, they take the fourth seed as winners of the NFC East. Uh, other than those two, they are going to be eliminated. Um, they're at home. You'd expect them to be able to handle a fairly weak Mizungus team, who are now onto to another quarterback. Um, yeah.
0: case, Keenum, he's not that much worse than Dwayne Haskins. Like, it's kind of like, it, like, it's Dallas. Anything could happen here, but I expect Dallas can win against them, but it, it probably won't matter. Um, so I expected Jason Garrett is on his way out. So, you know, it it, it for you, Connor, it's a good game because either way, Jason Garrett's likely to get fired, and yeah. finally yeah. the Dallas Cowboys might put someone who can make use of whatever talent they have, even if they are in a bit of a shithole with all their cap space and their picks, etc. But uh, yeah, hey, yeah. they have good players on the roster right now. That's all you really need for one or two seasons.
1: So finally, San Fran at Seattle. Um We both gone for San Fran here.
0: Um, I can't trust Seattle right now. Like.
1: I had I had Seattle in originally, and then I went. Ah, oh, the injuries are there, and yeah, it's just kind of hard. But they, like San Fran are traveling. You are at home at least, mm. and you know, like homecoming for Beastquake is you know could be fun. But
0: like I want it, to believe this is Sunday Night Football. It's a chance to win an SE West potentially all the way up to number one seed. But uh like I think based on form, based on injuries, it's hard to pick Seattle even at home. <laughs> home form is hasn't even really been that good um just in terms of the playoff implications the winner gets the nfc west the loser is the number five seed if san francisco win they are the number one seed they are guaranteed to go uh have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and a week off seattle is more complicated if they win they are the minimum of the number three seed with a green bay loss they get the number two seed with a green bay and new orleans loss they get the number one seed but right now, probably the number three seed and a fight against the winners of the, uh, uh, sorry, the, against the number six seed, uh, which, uh, would be, who would that be? I can't even Minnesota. remember right now. Oh, Minnesota right now, yes. So it wouldn't be an easy game even there. Um, so yeah, like I think, you know, technically all four teams at the top of the NFC, uh, top, the top five teams, of the NFC have a chance at the number one seed, I believe. Um, but right now, if we were to guess, it's probably going to be San Francisco or Green Bay number one, depending on the outcome of this game. Um, New Orleans at number two or number three. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, the, the other two will, the, the third seed will be whoever's left over, probably, uh, New Orleans. And then, uh, San Francisco or Seattle will be at number five and number four so will be the NFC three, East. Is, so wildcard weekend, we're going to have,
1: uh, we're guessing what? Titans at KC and Buffalo um, at Bills at Houston. Yes. Yeah, so that's our expectation there. And on the NFC side, we are expecting to see um Seattle at uh
0: probably New Orleans. Seattle What? No, would it not be
1: no, if at uh philly oh, sorry.
0: yeah sorry seattle at philly um and yes minnesota at the yeah so, so the nfc the, uh... the nfc is probably more fun in week one but i think as you get further into the tournament the afc starts to show its flex a bit um yeah. at that point well for wildcard oh, weekend it's... the nfc will probably be the more fun ones and of course um you know that's our preview done for the regular season we'll see how our picks form out and uh all the other stuff but uh we'll hopefully be together in ireland uh, along with other lads uh for these wildcard weekend uh results as well Yeah, so we'll be able
1: to kind of take a, take a weekend at those It'd be fun i have to actually contact the place and book a table for us because now we know we're going to go for the for the sunday although uh one of our one of our colleagues Kean was on to me saying uh well you know if it happens that we have uh and chief's game on the Saturday night, we might just go and watch that as well anyway. Just for the <laughs> uh, well, if you're around Dublin, right. you might as well, huh? Well, that's oh. it, that's it. Um, so, no, it should be good. So, we're facing into the uh, Christmas period. Uh, in, in, in true Kelly family fashion, uh, my dad has just gone in now at 10 past nine on Christmas Eve to go buy Christmas presents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: one of those ones, is he? Uh, he's
1: awful bad for doing it last minute, yeah. <laughs> awful bad for it. Uh, he's a bit sick at the moment. So, uh, he's got a bit of an excuse this year, but, uh, oh, yeah. oh, he, could yeah. be, he could be in the, per- he could be, he could be in perfect health and he'd be doing it anyway, <laughs> you know. So, uh, he could. no, looking forward to it. We're going to have, uh, probably go for an afternoon pint or two this evening and, uh, chill out and open our presents in the morning. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, more and more family oriented for me. Uh, I don't really know anyone back in cabin except for my family these days, to be honest. So, uh, uh, I've only probably, got
1: two or three that I'm going to meet out
0: here, like so. Yeah, but you get to enjoy that lovely landscape, which I can currently see. Uh, we're doing this over Skype. Uh, oh, yeah. Beautiful. Whereas you can see my headboard. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> we look down onto the swelling Oh, and a the lovely valley, Christmas jumper, car, too. I yeah, yeah where we're on
0: Connor is truly the festive one in this podcast arrangement. <laughs> but uh, so I got a new,
1: I got, sh- I got a new Christmas shirt there as well. So uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be taking it with. But, what's kind of depressing is it—it it actually looks really, really good. Like the color looks good, and it's a nice cut. And I'm actually just annoyed that I can only wear it around Christmas. Time. <laughs> ah well, Ready I need like. to find the, the the company that made them and see if they'll make normal shirts for me. Well,
0: you just have to hang in and Dungall <laughs> until uh, you get back home uh, next year. is it?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'll take it down. I might wear it over the, over the Christmas New Year's as well. Sure. But well, um, hopefully you
0: enjoy your, 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 your trip back to Ireland. Obviously, I'll see you soon. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you're enjoying the, uh, mild Ireland Irish Christmas after, uh, you know, fun times abroad, uh, for the last few months. And yeah, uh, so to all of our listeners, I suppose i uh, hope you have a very merry christmas and also we'll see you before the new year but we should just add in the happy new yeah, year happy
1: new Year's, just in case you don't try. to be honest i'd be amazed if that many people get around to listen to this before christmas but uh we'll, we'll see i'll try and get it up this afternoon so it'll it's be, uh, better
0: to do like you what are you gonna do? hang out with your family <laughs> yeah that's
1: it this is, this is your way to get a break away from family so uh also i just need to catch up on something uh oh yeah for call. No <laughs> but, but no that's perfect uh, um as always, fires in questions. We'll get to a few more of them now because uh, obviously we're not going to have uh, sixteen games to have to review once we get to the uh, once we get to the playoffs. So we can take a few more of your questions. And uh, yeah, it's great as as always. Lovely to chat with you. Uh for now, bye from me. Bye from Roman. Bye.
0: It's
1: been all fourth quarters. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, and we'll chat to you next week.